Forty chat with groups and two. Games at home and away. Story stats and history links. About football in Australia. Welcome to Kick to Kickers, backwards and coming forwards. Charlie here to talk about round three. Yes. The round that's just been. Let's get stuck straight into it. Let's do it. Okay, so started on Thursday night with uh, the Bulldogs versus Brisbane and... What a game. Yeah, it was. The uh, the doggies getting up there, which was uh, surprising. Um, some little facts I've got from this game. Arthur Jones making his debut for the dogs. The first Arthur to play in the AFL-VFL since Arthur Chilcott in 1985. Okay, that's a fair while. Yeah, he played 13 games for the Swans across the 84-85 season. He was from Illawarra, the first player from that area on record to have played. Um, he left in 86 to play rugby league for the Belmain Tigers, apparently. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Um, and the other big thing to talk about was Jamara well, Ugelhagen. Of course, the real big news, yes. Um, he you know, kicked five goals, had a, had a day out, and lifted his jumper and made a statement quite like Nicky Winmar. And Nicky Winmar actually released a statement. Do you want to read that? He did. I would love to. Uh, so this was on the AFL website. Yeah. Um, and he's, uh, Nicky Winmar has said, I'm proud of Jamara for standing up for himself. It's up to the new generations to reinforce the stance I made back in 93. I'm still here, still involved with the issue but it's been 30 years now. It's like a big relay race, time to pass on the baton. So there's there's a bit more um, to it as well, but that was the, yeah. the main part. And, and uh, disappointing that we're still having the same conversation 30 years later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very, very impressed with, with Jamar and the way he's sort of, the way he's gone about it. Absolutely. Really coming of age. Yeah. Um, the next match was uh, Friday night. Friday night, Collingwood, Richmond, the old rivals. Yep, Tigers taking... Sorry, the Pies taking out the Lou Dyer, Lou... Jack Dyer, Lou Richards trophy, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if it still exists. I, I asked Rhett Bartlett, I reached out and said, do we have a photo? He found a photo of it for me. It's like a glass thing here with the... Oh, yeah, both, so... Both players on it. Can't see it, listeners, listeners but yeah, it's a, like a glass plinth, yeah, with a photo of both of the players and their names and signatures in there. Yeah. But he was quite doubtful whether they actually played for it and if there was a celebration that happened after the game. Yeah. Yep. A few interesting things from this. Um, so 2011, the last time the Pies started three and zip, they lost the grand final that year. So um, that's pleasing that they might make it that far. Yep. Um, something I wanted to talk about was Craig McRae's record. He's now in first place as the club's most winningest coach. Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise. Ahead of our favourite Dick Condon. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, look, technically there's two other players up the top who were like caretaker little fill-in yeah, coaches. Count. Not counting them. Dick, no, uh, what's the, the rule generally is it's got to be over like 20 matches or mm. a whole season, right? So McRae overtook Dick Condon last um, last week. So he's currently at 74.07% win rate. Strong. 28 games. I mean, it's not many. No, no. Uh, Condon was 70.27 with 37 games. Okay, twenty six wins, eleven losses. It's not many more than a more than a hundred games who are above, like say, sixty percent. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, or any chance to talk about Dick Condon's great and um, long time listeners of the show will know that we love Dick Condon. <laughs> we he's certainly a, he's do. He's an old favourite. If you want to hear more about him, go back and listen to some of our early yeah, episodes. Yeah. Scott Scott Pendlebury is now the winningest player in VFL AFL history by crowd <laughs> attendance, and this is a figure we can actually say this is true because we have crowd attendance figures pretty all much the going way all the way back. back. Don't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, you don't need to go back that far, really. Cause no, because we're talking the, the early days was like five, six thousand. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so he has had eleven thousand. Sorry, eleven million one hundred sixty-one thousand three hundred thirty-seven people watch him play, wow. passing Dustin Fletcher's record. 
Uh, speaking of Dustin Fletcher, still side bottom also equals his number of games played at the MCG, which is 186, moving him into equal third place behind Kevin Bartlett on 200 and his teammate Pendlebury on 227. Oh, wow. And Tucky's not... No, because they played a lot at... Didn't they? they did, and, like, yeah. yeah, and he started in the seventies when there's yeah. still home grounds yeah, everywhere. Yeah, um, Jack Riot and Damian Hardwick now sit second on the uh, coach-player combination list. So they played 283 games as a player and coach. Top of that, you want to have a guess? Um, uh, I can't know. Collingwood, Gordon Coventry, and Jock McHale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's, they're second on that list. Wow. Yeah. So just uh, they've just overtaken Bill Hutchinson and Dick Reynolds. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and obviously Damien Hardwick joined the 300-game club of coaching one club. Other players on this list, he's in, he's in some pretty rare company here. Jock McHale. Jock McHale, Dick Reynolds, Reg Hickey, Norm Smith, Alan Jeans, Kevin Sheedy, David Parkin, Alistair Clarkson, and Damien Hardwick. Yeah. How's that for a list? Well, you've got to be winning flags to stay at a single club for that long. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's head down to Tasmania now. Yes, let's do it. So moving on to the the start of the actual weekend on Saturday, and we had the Hawthorne versus North for the Clarkson Cup. Oh, well, we the, the McCaskill Trophy. The McCaskill Trophy. And do you know um, umpire Brent Wallace was in charge of this? I didn't realise it was Terry Wallace's son. He's an umpire. Ah. He's been umpiring since 2015. There you go. Um, and I thought, I'm going to do a bit more of a deep dive on Bob McCaskill. Yeah. Found some interesting stuff. So Bob McCaskill coached North from 41 to 47, and then Hawthorne from 50 to 51. Mm-hmm. When he was at Hawthorne, he coached a young John Kennedy, oh. who would then go on to coach Hawthorne on and off from 60 to 73, then North Melbourne from 85 to 89, where he coached a young Alistair Clarkson, who then went on to coach Hawthorne, and so now he's like coaching North. This all these different Through lines. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Very um, cool. So maybe we bring back the McCaskill Cup. Yeah. Well, he started the trend. Sense, right? yeah. The McCaskey, McCaskill Kennedy Clarkson Cup. Clarkson Cup. That's a that's a mouthful. That's a, that's a fair mouthful, yeah. All right. So our next game was Carlton and the Giants. Yeah, and it, it took me a, a while to find anything about this game, but there's lots of family links. Okay. There's 14 family members who have played AFL VFL football represented in this game. So I'll start with G, GWS. Lockie Ash, his grandfather Barry Connolly played for the Bulldogs. Jack Butley, Buckley's father Ben Buckley played for North Melbourne. Tom Green's father, Michael Green, played at Richmond. Harry Himmelberg's brothers at Adelaide. Yep. Josh Kelly's father, Phil Kelly, played at North Melbourne. And Callum Ward's grandfather, Bill Gunn, played at South Melbourne. Wow. And on Carlton, obviously we've got Charlie and Ed Curnow. Yep. Tom DeConing's father, played Terry, played at the Bulldogs. His brother's obviously at Geelong. Ollie Holland's father, Martin Cross, played at Carlton. His grandfather, Martin Cross, played at Richmond. And his brother, Elijah Cross, uh, Elijah Holland's, played at um, plays for Gold Coast. Mitch McGovern, his father Andrew played at Sydney, his brother's at Adelaide. Harry Mackay, his brother Ben's at North Melbourne, apparently. <laughs> Jesse Motlop's father Daniel played for Port Adelaide. And Stephen Silvani, obviously, Surgeon Stephen at Carlton. Amazing. So that's 14 players from one game who have got like family connections. And, and a few of them have heaps of them, like grandparents, yeah, brothers, yeah. Mm. Huge. Um, controversial ending to that game as well with that descent free kick paid. Yeah. So interesting. Let's see if the AFL comes out and makes a statement. You know, these sorts of things are, we've talked about in the past of like um, when things go too far, the uh, the AFL, VFL come out and sort of... Knee-jerk. Knee-jerk, have these knee-jerk reactions. So we'll see if they do. I feel like they've been better at not having knee-jerk reactions recently. Slowly, yeah. We'll see. Um, so the next game was Saturday night. 
Essen and St Kilda, St Kilda for their 150th anniversary. I was there. It was it was disappointing from an Essendon point of view, but from a historical and celebration point of view, it was excellent. Yeah. Um, firstly, how good are their jumpers with the collar? Yes, I love that. Should bring it back. Um, um, so, uh, someone was doing an interview after the game and saying that a few of the players had it popped from the very start, yeah, which I love. Love it. Um, also, if you haven't had a look, their 150th. Um, season celebration website is excellent. Oh, cool. Why do they choose this game to celebrate the 150th? Because April 2nd was their birthday. In 1873, they officially formed, so it was the closest game to their yeah. actual birthday. Nice. Um, and f- good to do it against another original VFL club. But ironically enough, neither are us a tenant of the MCG. I know. Well, that's what I thought was <laughs> really strange why you were why, playing there. Why it's quite nice it's a April Fool's Day game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, biggest home and away match for a St Kilda game as home team. So this was number three on that list, 69,255. The biggest ever for a St Kilda home game at the MCG was in round 10, 1978, against Collingwood, 72,669 okay. showed up. Um, and since the start of the VFL, 1897, St Kilda's only finished, only won its first three matches on nine occasions. I was, I was going to ask this question and... That's very interesting. And three of those have been coached by Ross Lyon. 09, 10, 23. And then going back, it was like 1907, 1937, 50, 65, 66, 2004. 66. Okay, interesting. They did pretty well in the years that they did win the first three. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Um, and so that takes us over to Adelaide for the derby. It does. Uh, one of the great rivalries of modern times as well. Uh, so 53 meetings, the record now stands at Port Adelaide 27, Adelaide 26. Ollie Wines has played game 100 at Adelaide Oval. He's third on the list of all-time AFL-VFL games played there. Um, a game behind Rory Laird and seven behind Travis Boak. Because it's a pretty new new ground mm-hmm. for AFL competition. Yes. We know the Sandville have been playing there for yeah, yeah, yeah. so long. Um, showdown medal went to Captain Jordan Dawson, his second. I think the first captain to win it since Travis Boak in 2013. Very nice. So uh, Sunday, we had a big upset in the first game of the day with the uh, Geelong and the Gold Coast game. We did. Um, last time Geelong was 0-3 and three was 2004. Yeah, they, okay. made a pre- they made a prelim that year, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now there's only four teams that have ever started, four reigning Premier teams who have ever started the season 0-3. Zero zero and three. The Ds in, in 42, Collingwood in 59, North in 76, and now Geelong. Um, David Swallow played his 200th game. I thought it'd be a nice chance to look at other players who have played, the, who were the first to play 200 for their club. For their club, yes. And we're talking VFL, AFL here. Yeah. Not VFA. Adelaide, it was Nigel Smart. The Brisbane Lions, so this is from 1996. It was Jason Ackermanis. So not counting the guys who played 200 when they started at Fitzroy. If we talk about, no. So I've got Fitzroy here as well. Yeah. Um, if we talk about players who played 200, the first 200 games, Based in Brisbane, that was yep. Marcus Ashcroft. Yes, okay. But that was across two teams. For Carlton, Rod McGregor. Collingwood, Jock McHale. Essendon, Dick Reynolds. Fitzroy, Frank Curcio, the uh, the opera, the classical musician. Yes. Bulldogs, Albie Morrison. Freo was Shane Parker. Geelong, Bill Eason. GWS, Callum Ward. Hawthorne, Ted Poole. The Dees, Percy Beams. The great man. North Melbourne, Alan Aylett. Port Adelaide, Warren Treadray. Richmond, Vic Thorpe. St Kilda, Harry Lever, Swans, Vic Belcher, and West Coast Guy McKenna. That's um, that's amazing that it took that long to get to Alan Aylett for North Melbourne to have someone play two hundred games. Yeah, wow. That 
also indicates how poor they were at that time. Yeah. Uh, so that takes us to uh, Sunday afternoon. I was at this game, Melbourne versus Sydney. Ron Barassi Cup. Yes. Um, yeah, big win for the Ds. Mm. Last time the Swans conceded over 130 points was round 20, 2008. Really? So quite momentous that Melbourne's kicked that bigger score against yeah. them as well. Um, most recent Melbourne player to kick three goals before Jacob Van Ruyen was Sean Charles in 92. Wow. Which is a long time ago. Long time ago. Bailey Fritch um, has now kicked goals in the last 31 games. And he's number 31. He's number 31. A long way off the record, though. Yeah. Which is Peter McKenna, 121, I think it is. Straight games with Straight goals. Straight games, yeah. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Um, and an interesting little fact, they popped up on the TV screen. Don't know if they showed it at the ground. Um, but Lance Franklin has now equaled Gordon Coventry's record for games kicking multiple goals. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, they did not show that. That's cool. And yeah. he's, uh, after his two on the weekend, he's getting very close to Doug Wade. He's very close, yeah. yeah. Ten or so away, right? Yeah, not so, far at all. Yeah. Not far at all. But that's as high as he's going to climb that list, as we've mentioned many times, unfortunately, <laughs> for him. Yes. Uh, and so that takes us to the last game of the round, which was the other derby, Frio versus West Coast over at... Um, uh, over at Optus Oval. Yeah, so the Glendening medal went to Caleb Sarong, his second... And it's named after Ross Glendenning, obviously North champion, first captain of West Coast, and Ben Allen, champion at Hawthorne, and inaugural Fremantle captain. I didn't actually realise it was the two inaugural captains, captains. Yeah, as that's named cool. after. That's, that's quite nice. So the record now for that stands at 56 meetings. It's 32 to West Coast and 24 for Frio. They play these twice a year. I don't, why don't they do it as an aggregate? To, as in an aggregate score mm. for the medal? Yeah, not for the medal, but for the trophy. Like, who's the best team in the West? Because if North, if West Coast win it once and Fremantle win it once, it's kind of it's one each. It's not bad. Why, why, same with the showdown. Why couldn't they make an aggregate thing? It's not a, it's not a bad call. I mean, they do a lot of that with, with uh, like, the, you know, so, uh, some of the soccer comps. You know, one home game. I mean, it's the same ground, so yeah. it doesn't make too much of a difference. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, so the ladder is looking interesting at the moment. We've got St Kilda on top. Which is very interesting. With a percentage of 150 to celebrate their 150 years. Like that. The Cats on the bottom. We've got three unbeaten teams. St. Kilda and Collingwood with three wins. Carlton with two and a half wins. Mm -hmm. The only team without a win. Geelong. Last year's Premiers. The only other time that's happened is that the, the last team without a win is the Premiers was 1959 in Collingwood. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And we know what happened to Collingwood after the one in 58. They used all of their luck. It took them 32 years. <laughs> um, so, finishing off the round, we've got the highest score. So, Coles' goals for the round was Melbourne with 21 goals, 8, 134. And they are also the overall leader with 51 goals, 25 for the season. Really? Yep, three goals ahead of the Pies. Happy with that because that was a real problem at the end of last year as we just couldn't, couldn't score goals. So, that's a good way to start. Now, looking ahead to round four, we've got some cracking games coming up. Some we do for the Easter weekend. Yeah, something. And the grand final number, there's three matches in round four that have been previously grand finals. Brisbane, Collingwood, North Melbourne, Carlton, and Geelong and Hawthorne. Yeah, great. So some things to look for. We've got Brisbane, Collingwood. They started playing an East, like a Good Friday Eve match in 2003. 
They played in 2004, but then didn't play again until 2019. And Brisbane played quite a few games on Easter Eve, on Good Friday Eve against both Carlton and St Kilda, but they've kind of come back to this Collingwood thing. Mm-hmm. But they've always seemed to host one. Oh, it's good that Collingwood get a big game. They don't have enough of those. No, I don't so, they, yeah. do they, no. <laughs> Friday's North Melbourne Carlton at the uh, at Marble Stadium, the Friday Good Friday Appeal, which is the sixth time they've played this. Um, this is also the, the 50th anniversary of the introduction of the Centre Square. Oh, really? April, April 7 was the first time that was introduced. Um, and Moving on from the diamond. Mm, and this know, also brings yeah. me to the Mackay conspiracy. Okay. So Ben and Harry Mackay have never played a game Against together. Yep. The theory being that they're the same person. Yep, yep. And he's just cashing two paychecks every yeah. week. Yep. And Carlton have got a deal to have him more this season, perhaps. Okay. Because they got and more so, of a chance. So are they going to play together this weekend? No, I don't no. think so. I think, uh, I think Harry... I think Ben is injured. Okay. Ben Supposedly, I think yeah. maybe. <laughs> uh, we got Saturday the, the Tony Modra Cup, the Crows and the Dockers. Saturday night we got the Dogs and the Tigers. Rewalt needs two more goals to kick four hundred at the venue to equal Richo and Matty Lloyd. Uh, at one stage, these two teams played for the TAC Cup, but I don't think so anymore. <laughs> Suns and Saints. Um, can the Saints and the Pies remain unbeaten for gather round? I hope so because I'm going. Swans and Port Adelaide, Essendon and the Giants, West Coast and Melbourne. Melbourne have, I think, the best form of any team at Optus Stadium as well, winning their last five straight. Overall record of six and three, and the only team to have ever won a grand final there. Yeah, not a bad record. It's a good one to have. Good to get rid of that hoodoo after that prelim in 2019. Absolutely. And then, finally, Monday, we've got the... uh, the (laughs) Cats who haven't won a game and the Hawks who have. Oh, God. Um... This this rivalry, this Easter Monday game, started in 2010. The ledger is Cats 8, Hawks 2. And surprisingly, Tom Hawkins has played in all 10 of these. But so hopefully he'll be... Yeah, because there's a bit of, bit of yeah, doubt over sort of it. not quite right. be very interesting to see. You'd imagine, not to put the moz on them, but that St Kilda can get over the top of the Suns and remain unbeaten for gather round. But uh, um, Carlton... Oh, no. Sorry, Collingwood should have a harder run at it playing Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yep. See. Cool. Um, so we forgot to do a song of the week last week. Oh, we did. Got okay. mm, song of the week this week. I'm going to go with "Father and Son" by Tism. Yeah. Okay. In celebration of Tony Lockett and Nicky Winmar, who were both at the MCG on Saturday, because this this game has a one. The the chorus is like um, "Winmar, Winmar, Winmar to Lockett." Yeah. It's a bit heavy, a bit fast, but uh, have a listen. Nice. Uh, well, until next time, hooroo.
Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward Incoming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and things we use to inform our show, head to kicktokickpodcast.com. You'll also find some interesting things in all our old episodes. Once again, thank you for listening.